Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Linode, a top infrastructure as a service provider, as voted by G2 and Trust Radius, has resources specifically for delivering digital experiences in the cloud with better ease and affordability while not being locked into long-term agreements and commitments. Their guide, The Golden Ratio of Price to Performance in Cloud Computing, details how alternative cloud providers and open source tools can lower costs and ease moving to multi-cloud environments. This resource and more at linode.com slash mspradio. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by a super longtime friend, MJ Shore. And MJ has been an MSP uh, a long time ago, I guess about 20 years, and uh, sold that off and wandered around a bit. And now he has just taken a job as the chief community officer at CompTIA. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Carl. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for, uh, for making time to chat. Sure. And what did I miss in the introduction? <laughs> uh, in, in, your, in your last yeah. 40 years, what did I not cover? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had my own MSP for just shy of 20 years, sold to a friendly regional competitor, rolled up into that. So, you know, about 20. And then we were acquired by a national MSP. So it was uh, quite a ride there. I think, you know, all told, just about 25 years as an MSP. Um, then was doing some consulting um, in the MSP space, was helping um, helping some MSPs. I was working with the ASCII group on um, the ASCII Insider peer group program, and then got recruited to um, help stand up an ISAO for the MSP community and the channel. Um, and that was eventually handed over to CompTIA. And so CompTIA asked me if I would continue to run it and and come on board, which was kind of funny because didn't didn't ever really have that on my radar. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd been a board member, I'd been a chairman of the board. I mean, I was a I was a heavily engaged CompTIA member for all that time as an MSP. So to now be working for CompTIA is sort of like, wait, how'd that happen? That wasn't well, in the plan. It, it happened <laughs> by a, a dozen years of them watching you uh, and how you operate and knowing that you're consistent with what they want to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, that's a that's a very fair comment. And then, you know, first of this year, I took over um, as the chief community officer taking over from Nancy Hammerbeck, who's now running our CompTIA Tech Career Academy. So Nancy's, you know, Nancy's built this incredible membership program over the last 11, 12 years. And as I said to her, I said, I feel a little guilty because I feel like you, you, you've made it too easy for me to slide into this <laughs> role, right? You've over the last dozen years, you've built this beautiful home on this rock solid foundation. And you just, you know, you said, all right, MJ, the house is yours. And it's so beautiful. I don't want to sell it. I don't want to knock it down. But yeah, all right, maybe I have different tastes. Let's renovate the kitchen. Let's put in a new master bath. And maybe we'll put an addition on. But I'm not leaving. It's such a great foundation. It's such a great house. I just want to make it even better. So well, and I've, big shoes to fill. I mean, and big shoes to fill. Nancy <laughs> is um, Nancy's one of my closest friends, great colleague, just an industry visionary, just such a passionate, driven, 
successful lady that that I, I just can't say enough good things about Nancy. She was one of the one of the biggest treats I had coming to work for CompTIA was being able to work really closely with Nancy for the last couple of years. And so to, you know, to now succeed her is is Carla, it's nothing short of humbling, honestly. Um, you know, I'm excited for her and the new opportunity. She's she's doing some incredible things with the academy already. Um, and as I said, she's she's handed me just a well-oiled machine. But um, she and I are are kindred spirits. We don't we don't get too far from one another. We talk every week, and we 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 help each other wherever we can. Um, but I'll definitely I'll miss the more frequent days where she we, where we would be talking and one of us would say to the other would you please get out of my head <laughs> <laughs> well you know the it's interesting no matter how well she left it today is a new day and you know tomorrow there will be new challenges and yeah you know the, the old saying you can't step into the same river twice right so um so so the next thing is uh i haven't seen her i haven't seen you in two years <laughs> so and i think actually at at the hotel we're at at CCF is the one that was under construction two years ago. You and might they had to have be, meetings in the hallway and could be. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, this is our, you know, we've got our first event in the US, our first formal event in the US since the onset of the pandemic. It's been so strange. Um, you know, we did some small regional meetups attached to ChannelCon online last summer. Um, and just anecdotally, I just have to give ChannelCon Online a little plug. We, we were named Best Virtual Conference by Reagan Communications, which is a pretty prestigious honor. And, and especially up alongside just some real media marketing powerhouses. That was that's such a testament to the team. You know, we pivoted so quickly and and made it work, which boy, did it have its challenges. But <laughs> yep. Um, but the feedback was great. You know, the, that kind of recognition was just completely unexpected and, and had the team so, so proud and, and as well they should be. But, you know, we did some little regional meetups around that. We, we did our first real in-person event in London in October for our um, EMEA member and partner conference. But um, CompTIA's Communities and Councils Forum coming up March 14th to 16th in Chicago is our first live event in the U.S. since the onset of, onset of the pandemic. So we're super excited. Yeah. So um, I did want to make sure we cover CCF. So it's the Communities and Councils Forum. Yep. And even though like I, I sit on the EC for Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity, yeah. Um, all the all the leadership is there, but everybody's welcome. And that's what the thing I want to make sure people know. Everybody is welcome. Yeah, I, it, this is this is for CompTIA members. So so all CompTIA members, anyone who participates in a community and advisory council, okay. our public sector activities, they're all welcome there and there will be meetings there. We've got meetings of our ISAO Governance Council, the CompTIA ISAO. We've got meetings of all of the communities. Um, the topical and regional communities. We've got all of the industry advisory councils meeting, and we've got um, we've got an opportunity to showcase some connecting points between some of our public sector activities and the broader membership. Things that are going on specifically with state and local government and education, for example, as well as some federal stuff and some emerging things like space technology, which is kind of cool, but not yet. You know, not not 
not really day to day for for the IT channel per se, but and we'll have some great announcements too. You know, we've got um, we've got kind of a refreshed approach to our our community of members. You know, where we're rebranding ourselves around the term community because that's what it is. You know, CompTIA is a global community of members. And so you'll hear a lot about the CompTIA community and, and where that's headed this year. I've, um, I'm, I'm challenging the team to make this a year that we get very close to our members. Um, you know, I wanna hear directly from our members and I've been on somewhat of an informal listening tour myself where I'm talking to uh, random members, MSPs, MSSPs, vendors, distributors, some of the consultants, and I'm just, I'm listening, you know, I want to know, I want to know what we're doing well, I want to know where we have opportunities for improvement, I want to know what they need, you know, we're, we're a vendor neutral, self-funded nonprofit trade association, we exist to serve our members, our mission is to unlock the potential of individuals and businesses in the technology industry. And so we may think we know what, you know, what programs are best to be developed and expanded upon and what classes, educational offerings to offer, what new certifications might be needed, but there's nothing better than hearing it from your members directly. Right. So well, see and you'll focus on that. Uh, make sure that people know, so the website is connect .comptia.org. We'll put that in the show notes and make sure everybody's got that. Um, so with CCF, uh, one of the things I really always enjoy is watching the, going to the uh, meeting of the emerging uh, uh, technology meetings. Oh. And, and because every year they come out with a new list. It's like, you know, uh, our industry, yeah, there's some stuff like managed services that, you know, it's going to be here for another, whatever, 10 or 15 years. But there's also stuff like drones and space and, you know, automotive. And it's always interesting to see what their new list is and where, where everything is on the uh, hype cycle, right? <laughs> yep, yep. No, absolutely. You know, we still, you know, listen, one of the, one of the, um, one of the responsibilities we feel as, a, as an industry trade association is to stay on the forefront of where the industry is heading or may be heading and making sure that our members know about that and know about how it connects to their business and their customers. Some things will resonate more than others, but one of the things that, I, that I'm really focusing in on is whether it's an emerging technology or something that's well-established, I wanna make sure that there's clear relevance to our members, whether they're in the US, whether they're in you know, a European country, whether they're in the Asia Pacific ANZ region, region, wherever it may be, you know, we've got, we've got global scope and every market's a little bit different, but at its core, what's most important to me is making sure that we connect things back to our members, you know? So when you, when you mentioned drones, for example, you know, drones are a specialized emerging tech. I don't even know if we can really call them emerging. Yeah, I don't think it's emerging anymore. Right, <laughs> right. But, you know, there are not every MSP will have a drone practice, right? If, if, if they're an MSP that serves um, public safety, like fire and police, yeah, there's applications for drones there because you know, first responders are using drone technology to safely assess a situation and understand how, you know, can I send firefighters into that building or is the roof already starting to collapse? Well, 
In the old days, you didn't know that until you went in and looked or got a ladder up above if you could. But now you can put a drone up there and make that call. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, agriculture is huge for drones. Uh, renewable energy, like inspecting the, the uh, blades on wind turbines, great for drones. But that's a specialized practice. You know, right. the average MSP, like, like my old MSP, that wouldn't be appropriate for us. That, that, that wouldn't be applicable. But I might be interested in understanding that something like blockchain, how that might impact my customer down the road, that you know, it's likely that a small business might run into some blockchain in their finance or procurement operations because the, the, the third parties that they're working with might start leveraging blockchain. And so I at least want to know that and be able to have an educated conversation with my customer that I'm aware of it and I'm tracking it through my membership and our industry trade association so that somebody else doesn't come in and try and knock me out and say, hey, they haven't mentioned blockchain to you. Ooh, you're falling behind the curve. You know, we've seen that in multiple iterations of our industry. So, you know, we've got a responsibility to focus on those things and to make it relevant for our members. But, but we also need to focus on the core of what our members need. You know, you, you made a great comment before. MSPs not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. So we need to help MSPs mature and evolve their business. You know, we're, we're launching this year, um, actually this quarter, the first in a series of certifications around data, data plus certification. We've been, you know, the industry has been talking for a couple of years about the importance of data. And I'm seeing more progressive MSPs get more involved in helping their customers understand all their sources of data, all their repositories of data, how to bring all that data together to make meaningful, profitable decisions that will grow their business. So, you know, there's something that that has strong relevance. Cybersecurity is, that's here forever. You know, there's nothing that's coming down the pike that does not have a cybersecurity component to it. And so, you know, that's why we launched the ISAO. That's why we've got 1,400 odd member companies involved in the ISAO, because everybody knows they need to be better about cyber. And it's not just the bits and bytes and the cool things we get to install anymore. Cyber is a much bigger conversation and, and that's gonna continue to evolve. So there are some areas we know that are core to helping our members be more successful day to day. And we're gonna double down on those. Well, but we're but, still gonna have the focus on what's next. Right, and yeah, even the MSPs can say, oh yeah, that model's gonna be around, but the challenges, cybersecurity, uh, insurance, (laughs) you know, there's no question it's going to evolve. Yeah. There's new challenges all the time. So let me uh, step back a bit and say, okay, so there's the, what's going on immediately, which is councils, uh, communities and councils forum, uh, next month. But, uh, in the bigger picture, you talk about, uh, all over the world. So are you in charge of the, the intergalactic, uh, membership, like all, all of uh, CompTIA membership, uh, not just in North America, but... That's correct. That's correct. So, so I, I've got responsibility for our global membership. So, so And what, what's that, involved in that besides getting to travel to really cool places? Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, right, right, right. You just Someday got the Someday we may travel again. No, I've actually done a, I've done a surprising amount of travel recently, and I think I figured out how to do it safely and without making myself crazy. Um, 
but no, you know, we've, we've got a global team. Um, we've got, we've got, I can't say enough about our team, Carl. We've got, we have got a group of the most passionate, genuine mission driven people I have ever had the, the pleasure to work alongside. And everybody's focused on one thing. How do we help our members? You know, how do we make an impact? And it's, you know, I, some people probably giggle at me a little bit when they're off camera maybe or behind me, but, you know, we sit in such an amazing industry and we sit in such an amazing spot within that industry. You know, when I had my MSP, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, I, I often thought to myself, you know, this is great. This is, you know, this is a business that's a lot of fun. I'm helping several other families put food on the table and I'm helping businesses grow. I, I love to tell the story about this one customer. First time I met him, it was him and an assistant around his dining room table. He had just bought a little business and fast forward, I want to say probably about 15 years. And he was, he was on the early sides of, of thinking about retiring and he had grown the business into a tens of millions of dollar business. I think he had somewhere between 35 and 50 people. Wow. And he, he sold the business and retired. And I remember, I remember talking together about it and we were like, we've been on this journey together. We, you know, and we've, we've grown together and, and, I took a lot of pride that our team helped that business grow and realize a goal. And, you know, when he sold, he made sure nobody was getting laid off and everybody had a job. It was just a real feel good story. Right. You can amplify that 10 times over a hundredfold. Um, and so we, we make a difference in what we do in this industry and CompTIA, the work that we do to help our members make that difference. I think there is a tremendous amount of pride around the fact that we are empowering economies around the world and safeguarding societies around the world through, you know, educational opportunities to help populations that, you know, maybe haven't always been served well by, by new advancements and helping them embrace technology and careers in technology. We're making a difference in, in the lives of millions of people. I never really stopped to think about that impact, you know, early in my career. I've sort of just had these aha moments in the, over the, the last maybe 10 years of just some inflection points to say, this is why I get up excited every morning. It's right. like, what we do makes a difference. It makes the world a better place. And that's, that's pretty amazing. And so, you know, to your question, yeah, we I've got right now, CompTIA has communities across North America in the US and Canada. We have a very active, engaged community in the UK, our UK community. We've got a growing community in ben in the Benelux region. We have a great community in ANZ. And pre-pandemic, um, Singapore had, had wanted us to stand up a, a community. And so, you know, I don't know if that's realistic to make happen this year, but it's certainly on my radar for 23 that we'll stand up more communities. You know, we can we could stand up a community in South America, the broader EU, the Middle East and North Africa. There, there are no limits. Um, but that's some, you know, that, that's some of what you'll hear at CCF is our vision for how to expand our community structure into more regions in a very sustainable and agile way so that we can continue to unlock the, the, the just 
incredible potential of all the people and companies in this industry. That's, that's a, I pinch myself sometimes. I'm like, how did I get so fortunate to be able to, to work on this? And as I said, the team is, is second to none. Uh, they, they get it. They are strategic. They are effective and they are, they are driven. And, and it, it's such a pleasure to, to watch them and help them whenever I can. More often than not, I think they're probably helping me, but, um, but well, it's, so it's, it's a blast. You, you uh, the, the CompTIA offices, I think, the home office is in the Chicagoland area, yep. um, but, but you have a team of your own, right? And they all work from home. They're all remote well, around we, the world. CompTIA has been a CompTIA has really been a diverse hybrid organization for years. Um, honestly, Carl, I think for about as long as I can remember, um, over half of our executive team is remote, um, and and we've got people all over the place. Yes, our headquarters is in Downers Grove, Illinois, just outside Chicago. We have an office in Washington D.C. Um, we, we had an office in the UK, but through the pandemic, we shed the office and everybody just works from home. Um, you know, the majority, I think this is true, but yeah, well, probably not in Downers Grove, but you know, a, a good portion of our offices in the US are now set up for hoteling. Um, you know, for one, we just reopened our Downers Grove office the end of January. We we had it open and then we shut it down with the with the Omicron surge. But um, but we've got you know we've got a hundred percent. I believe it's a hundred percent vaccination across the whole organization. So you know we've got the ability to be back in the offices for anyone who wants to be. Right. But but several people have decided that they would prefer to work from home full-time and just come in for meetings. And, you know, we've been set up for that for a long time. So we've just enhanced that, if you will, for lack of a better way. You know, when I, when I go to one of the offices, I hop on my phone, I pick what desk or office I want to hang out in and I show up. And so we're so, a nimble organization. So a year from now, there may or may not be an office in the UK. Uh, what about uh, uh, Sydney or someplace in Australia or New Zealand? You know what? There will be a physical office wherever it makes sense to have a physical Right. Um, well, the interesting thing is you came on right at a time where uh, you may travel a little less just because, uh, you know, Zoom has just become so ubiquitous. And, yeah. you know, rather than fly five hours to the UK, it's like... Seriously, unless we need to spend the money, let's just get on a call. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you it's know, gotten we, a little smaller in the last two years. For sure, for sure. You know, the, there's definitely an appetite in some areas to get back together, and there are certainly some things that there's no sub. You know, there's no true substitute for for being face to face. But you're 100 percent correct. You know, if, if it can be done effectively over Zoom, let's just do it. You know, things can get done a little more quickly, a little more efficiently. But there's still something special, you know, where, where human beings weren't meant to sit in their in their home offices forever <laughs> and not not have real human interaction. Well, you know, I, I agree with that. I, I can't get I can't wait to get back out there. And if you need somebody to set up that Singapore office, you give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so so do you have I know right now you're sort of head down looking at CCF, but uh, for the year. 
Are you looking to uh, grow into new areas, uh, double the membership, you know, grow by 10%? What's, what, what are you looking for in 2022? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, listen, in, in 2022, I think our, our you know, that there are, there are a variety of different goals that, that we have, right? We always want to grow the membership, of course. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a significant, we've got over, Keepers. I think I think we're just over now a quarter of a million registered users, but you know, and we've got about 2,500 um, active paid members, and that continues to grow. You know, sure, I'd, I'd love to grow at 10%. I don't know if that's going to happen this year or not, because you know, all the old rules are kind of thrown to the wind a little bit. Um, you know, whether you're talking about events or whether you're talking about marketing campaigns or, you know, uh, uh, training, whether it's in person or online, all the old metrics are exactly that. They're old metrics. You right. know, it's, you know, it, it's green field in a lot of ways now because everybody's readjusting to what life is like in a sustained pandemic at this point. You know, please God, we're getting to the point where maybe it's going to take a little bit more of a backseat than it has, but I think we've all learned to be a little, a little um, conservative in that regard, because Lord only knows some new variant could show up and change everything, but hopefully not. Hopefully we're, we're learning how to coexist. Um, well, the other thing is with technology, uh, two things happen all the time. One is obviously young people, decide, hey, I should start me a technology business. <laughs> and so new people are entering all the time at literally 18, 20, you know, 25 right. years of age. Um, they don't know, like the term managed services doesn't mean anything to them, right? Until somebody tells them, they just think they're a computer nerd. Um, and then the second thing that happens is at regular intervals, a generation says, I'm not going to learn a new technology. <laughs> And so they say, you know what, I should either sell my business or retire or whatever. And so people leave. And so there's this constant, I'd say, sometimes I'd say probably 25% every three or four years turnover. And uh, all those people need to know that CompTIA exists, right? Because right. whether they are in the middle or the end or the very beginning of their career, CompTIA has amazing resources, not just the education and the certification, but the, the actual communities to be able to sit Absolutely. down and talk to people about where the industry is going and what challenges are you seeing in the Northeast that, that apply to the challenges I'm seeing in the West. You know, it's, it's really a great we've, thing. We've got so many great resources. You know, we still fight the, 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 the perception, at least for ourselves, that CompTIA is still one of the best kept secrets in the industry, right? <laughs> You know, which is amazing, got, right? You know, we've got so much to offer. You know, my CompTIA dues were the easiest bill I paid every year. I almost felt <laughs> guilty paying it some years because I'm like, I'm getting way that. You know, one research report that I share with one of my customers would have cost me, God only knows, ten thousand, twenty thousand, if I tried to get it from a Gartner or a Forrester or IDC, any any of the the traditional analysts, and you know, for my, for my little $350 dues, I could pull it from CompTIA and co-brand it and review it with my customers. Um, so, you know, we need to get better at telling our story. Uh, you know, we definitely need to get better at telling our story and, and let people know the full scope of who CompTIA is and what we do, because 
it's a feel-good story. You know, we do a lot of good in the world. People don't know about uh, the amount of philanthropy that CompTIA invests in, the, the, you know, the amount of impact we have in underserved, underprivileged population, the work that, that you and the community are doing around advancing tech talent and diversity and, and, and women in IT, that's critical work. And it's, and it's, you know, we got some amazing stats back. I can't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but we had a goal to, uh, we had a goal last year to see a certain number of companies implement some DEI initiatives that they learned of through CompTIA. We blew that goal out of oh, the yeah. water. It was like three or four times the number actually yeah, stuff did it. where we were looking, you know, we were looking for, you know, like a hundred and got like 800. It's like, right, <laughs> right. It was amazing. And, and it, and it just shows, you know, that's an area where as a, as a trade association, you know, we, we joke and we say, you know, you leave your logo and your ego at the door. You come in and you do what's best for the industry. And I often, you'll get a kick out of this. I, I, I have it in a, on a sticky, an electronic sticky on my, <laughs> on, my, on my computer desktop. I have several little sayings that I like around. And, and one of them is my college fraternity motto, which was give expecting nothing thereof. And, and I think that is so applicable to CompTIA. You know, where when CompTIA shines, it's because the industry comes together working under the auspices of CompTIA as that neutral, safe tent where everyone is welcome. And everybody gives for the right reasons. They're doing it to make the industry better, to help other people experience what they've experienced in their careers. And when that happens, magic happens. And yep. some incredible developments, content, initiatives. And yeah, you bet your boots, it helps some of our member companies, you know, drive their business and drive profitability. But that's not why people came together. People came together to do the right thing, to work on something that's bigger than them, bigger than their company, bigger than all the other people and companies around them. And when people come together to work like that, Disney's probably going to have me in a in, in up a, Disney will be up in arms, but when that happens, magic happens. But it's 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 a different kind of magic. It's not Disney magic. magic. So well, I, I have like to Disney say, magic, I have totally loved serving with uh, Yvette Steele on uh, the tech talent and diversity. It's just been yep. amazing, and that and that committee, I, that council more than any that I've ever seen, just literally. We sit down, we focus on something, and she says, we need to get this done. Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, she even, we had a, we had three meetings uh, scheduled to, you know, plan a certain event for the CCF. And we were done after two because everybody showed up, everybody contributed, and it was all, everybody brought their A game. You know, nobody, nobody shows up and says, oh, I'm just going to sit back here and, you know, take credit and let you guys do the work. <laughs> so, and, and Yvette's, you know, Yvette's a great example of the type of person that, that is CompTIA. You know, she, she is working, she is passionate about what she does. It is not about her. It is not about us. It's about changing the world. And, and that's infectious, right? You, you saw it right there in your community work. And I'm so not surprised to hear you got it done <laughs> in less meetings than more because Yvette is 
She's fantastic. She, I mean, she, she truly is amazing. Sadly, we're out of time. But oh gosh, are... this went in. You were right. You told me this was going to go in two seconds, and I feel like we just got started. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Last last opportunity before we go. Yeah, I'll just say you know if you're a CompTIA member, definitely register and come to CCF. Just go out to to www.comptia.org/ccf. That'll take you right to the to the landing page. You know, ChannelCon will be coming back this summer. And if you're not a CompTIA member, go out to connect.comptia.org and reach out to our membership team. This, you know, CompTIA membership truly is the best value, most rewarding thing that you can get involved with. And lastly, I'll just say, if you've got any ideas, any input, I'm a sponge. You are more than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. You can email me. It's super simple. It's my name, M-J-S-H-O-E-R at comptia.org. I love to hear from our members. I will always make time. So um, Carl, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you. It's it's fun to catch up. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks in, yes. in Chicago. All right. MJ Short from CompTIA. Thanks for being with us today. This has been yet another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.